It is nice to be back in the saddle again after an epic, I guess it was, it wasn't, in a way it was a cross country move, even though we moved halfway across the country because we also moved way north, way, way north. Uh, so much so that the local coffee place uh, advocates and advertises the fact that they are the uh, the northernmost uh, point of coffee in America. Um, so now it's uh, Jacob Rupp live from Minnesota. And a couple of important concepts that I thought we would delve into today. And while the premise of this might be related to business, I, I feel that it's it's really crucial for all aspects of our, of our lives, whether you're starting your own business or how you're looking at your family or even your own spiritual development. The most important thing is to start where you are. And obviously, that's a big concept that most of us are not comfortable with because starting where we are is extremely difficult. It's very easy to sort of figure out a nebulous goal of where you want to get to. Um, it's even easier to figure out what hasn't worked in the past. But kind of where you are is something we don't want to admit. Because A, it's hard to see sort of where where we've come to. And I'll speak just uh, very candidly about uh, in, in the realm of diet and exercise, it's really, really hard to get on the scale the first time. It's really hard, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll ask uh, clients or for myself to take a percentage of, uh, you know, to measure like, you know, the percentage of fat on your body. That's hard, man. It's very, very difficult. So you could start it. It's a lot easier to start a diet than to be realistic and try to figure out, you know, where where am I? You could say I want to lose X amount of weight, but then it's like, well, what's your starting point? You're like, oh, I'm not, not going to tell you that. So the most important thing in any endeavor in business in, in child raising, spirituality, fitness, is to take all of the shame out of where you are now. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing. It, the shame of where you are now haunts, haunts people, be it in, in the, the world of business, if you never got the, the formal education that you feel that your contemporaries have. It's fascinating. There was a... Um, it's an amazing book recommended to me. Every single book that my coach recommends to me, I'm like, oh man, where was this one? But there's a book called The Trillion Dollar Coach, um, which was about, I know his name's Bill, I forgot the last name, but basically coached every single huge CEO in Silicon Valley. Sheryl Sandberg of COO of Facebook, Eric Schmidt, CEO of Google, you know, just was in, in it with every single one. And what's fascinating was that he had a very unconventional path to becoming an executive in Silicon Valley and leadership, etc. He was a, he was a coach for most of his professional career. He was actually like a football coach. And then uh, after forty, when he got into business, so he took the same principles and applied them to the new sphere. And what's really fascinating is that initially, in the book, they speak about that he somewhat didn't want to admit, you know, where he came from and, you know, that he was in a room full of all these MBAs and, you know, again, it doesn't get much more prestigious than the, uh, in Silicon Valley in the heyday, you know, everyone's coming from Stanford and everything like that. And, but, but he was very much about sticking to the script about who he was and not trying to, it's not about not growing, but it's about being like, what's appropriate for your growth at this specific stage. And uh, he even there's a guy from West Virginia that was trying to lose his accent. And then he said, you know, no, you know, keep it because that that sets you apart. That makes you unique. And I, I mean, honestly, like this has become a passion for me that the, the greatest 
people you see, and, and this is like a very fundamental point across the board, that oftentimes everyone in an industry will see things the same way. And then the big upset comes from someone outside the industry because they're able to bring a completely fresh perspective. So, you know, you'll have cab companies that will be, you know, fighting for the smallest competitive edge and then Uber comes in and Uber is a tech company um, built by technologists and not people that have maybe ever driven a cab and certainly not someone that, that goes by the traditional, the traditional standards of that. Um, some of the other, the, you know, the fact that Echelon Front, Jocko Willink, a mentor and, uh, uh, of mine, you know, takes leadership from the military and applies it to business. Um, the fact that I, I, I want to do things like that with, with spirituality into the, the world of entrepreneurship, um, the, the fitness world, you know, like all of these, what, what's really hitting these days is when you're able to sort of take your specialty in your life and apply it to a new field or apply it in a new way. And the reason why people have the ability to do that and have the confidence to do it is because they know kind of what, who they are and they're not spending all their time saying, I don't fit for this endeavor or this new thing, but rather I'm coming with a sense of confidence that there are core competencies I have. Yes, it's not what people traditionally would would associate. It's not, you know, I'm not, I have, I'm not, a, I'm not a 40 year veteran of this industry potentially, but that's okay because I'm, I, I bring stuff to the table and I can be humble enough to say there's stuff I don't bring to the table and, and that I can, I can work on figuring out whether or not I need to, to get good at that stuff or if I can hire someone to do that or if I can get coached to do stuff like that. But like the world of, the world of pedigree, I feel, is is really disappearing and of course you might not agree with that especially if you're a parent with a child that you're trying to convince to go to college but um let's leave that for now it's good for you to know that it's good for you to know that just because you don't have a certain skill set uh, does not mean that you cannot go into an industry it doesn't mean that you can't excel in an industry because at the end of the day there's a great convergence of ideas at the top and the same skills that you saw that made you successful in area a will likely make you successful in area B. Um, I spoke to Adam Ward, who you can refer back to one of my previous podcasts, who said the exact same thing. You know, he's he's coming and coaching across industries. And I said, so like, you know, how long do you have to spend before you figure things out? You know, he's a little bit where you just have to figure out the language, but all the concepts are ultimately the same. How does that apply to business? How does that apply to parenting? So start with a sense of self that even if you've never built a business, even if you didn't go to business school, even if you're not great with numbers, um, certainly the third, and did also haven't done the second, um, that you do not have to jump through hoops to get into what you wanna be doing. And the most important thing is to look back at your life and to consider where you have developed a sense of competence and also, what makes you confident? And David Goggins, the uh, author and speaker and, you know, ultra marathoner and Navy SEAL and just kind of like <laughs> the toughest man on earth, or, you know, whatever you want to call him. Um, I do recommend that book, but you, you definitely have to listen and read with um, 
they, they need to make an edited version. Back in the, back in the old days when we uh, started with rap, they would come out with a clean version. So he needs a clean version for his book so that I can uh, pass it around in different circles because it's pretty it's pretty intense. But David Goggins speaks about that that you have a uh, it's your your cookie your cookie jar, not your actual cookie jar, but basically the times you've been successful in your life, those are all cookies. And as you're going into difficulty in 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 your life and and new challenges, you have to know when it's time to reach in the cookie jar to find the um, components of your previous experience that made you successful and and pull those out. And that that's a huge thing because the the potential for not feeling like you're good enough and not feeling like you're capable and not feeling like you're qualified and feeling like you need a a whole different set of skills is so, so, so difficult. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's like, you know, a person could spend years trying to find the right gym, so to speak. And it's like, well, maybe if you just walked around your block, you know, you could have you could you could have, you could have started the process. It's like we can always find what we're not good at. But the first step in in really starting any endeavor is asking what you are good at or how you have been good at things in the past. So in that regard, it becomes very easy, and and it's actually easier to tell to, to cite another another uh, online mentor of mine that I've I haven't had the pleasure of meeting. Um, you know, Jordan Peterson, who speaks about who speaks about this idea that it's always easier to um, the competence is very important, and that you have to start with the sense of like you know what. What can I accomplish? What what have I accomplished? If you cut out all of the the nonsense that is paralyzing you, it's all it's all just noise, frankly, right? Um, you have to start from a completely different perspective. It's like, you have to say like, what have I done? What do I care about? He says Jordan Peterson says it's tell the truth. You always have to tell the truth. So as hard as that is, there's a lot of clarity when it comes to the truth because you can know right away. You know what do I like? What am I interested in? And we have to spin up this huge story because oftentimes we think that, you know, we don't know how our vision's going to manifest or we don't know how to tie in or, you know, what people are going to think about what we want to do. But if you if you just quiet down for a little bit, you, you sort of know what you want. You sort of know what you feel like would make you really happy. And then you then the noise in your head starts. You're like, oh, I can't do that. And, you know, that's not so practical. And, you know, what's my... So and so, my my wife, my 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 mother, my father, gonna think about this choice. So we all kind of, if we can quiet the noise, we all sort of know what we want, and what we're good at, and what we want to build. And the confidence to start with that, to start with where you are, is is profound. So once you sort of know like who you are, and then you can take a real assessment as to what's going on right now. That's that's key, because that gives you ultimate flexibility. If you are in a situation that's not working and it hasn't worked for a long time. So if you're able to be really honest about where you are now and check in with yourself, you might have the courage to say, I'm going to cut ties and I'm going to try something new. On the flip side, you might have the state of mind to say, no, you know, this is actually something I I, I have this, you know, it's like I'm going into parenting. Like we just moved across country. I have four kids. I have a, very um, profound lack of, I have like PTSD from growing up. So I don't want to be such a disciplinarian. I don't want to scare my kids. I have a really hard time with discipline, both for myself and, and, and in terms of my parenting. 
Um, I don't like homework. I don't like pushing my kids to be to be good in school. Again, not not for any other reason in most cases than it is my own lack because I grew up working pretty hard in school and I didn't like it. And so if anything, I err on this. I weigh, <laughs> I weigh err on the side of, uh, I don't even err on the side. I'm just completely just, you know, um, not, not pushing. And as a result, when you're not intense, the kids can be wild, especially my kids. And we moved across the country. And when you're in this state of flux, so you really want to start to find things that 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 calm you down artificially. So you know, <laughs> there's 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 no there's a huge multi-billion trillion dollar industry that's there to help you feel better about yourself. If it's the alcohol and tobacco industry, if it's the drug industry, you know, Amazon and Amazon Prime with their AI knows when you move to a new location, they're just sending you all of these things because it it, it gives you. And again, I'm I'm. I'm only talking about it because it, it works for me. Like the 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 sense of calm that comes when you click the buy button. I did today. I bought something. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, was that I didn't? I was thinking like that. Or the eating. You know, like the whole food industry. It's like I ate like six quesadillas yesterday because my kids were screaming. And Frank, I wasn't hungry, but like that that carby cheesy. You know, like and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I'm I'm, I'm trying to. To, to, to build a healthy body. Like, how does this help me? And the answer doesn't, but it calms me down because that's just the process on a very momentary basis. So when you can be honest with where you are and you say, you know, the reason why I'm stressed out is not because I need a quesadilla or some antidepressants um, or to buy something on Amazon, but the reason I'm stressed out is that, you know, we had a big transition and... You know, also I speak with a lot of my clients about this, that, you know, as a, as a privileged white male, I'm the least, I, 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 I tell myself like, you know, of all the people that, that, that shouldn't be complaining, it's, it's me. And there's a lot of shame, you know, like the, the white males can't, can't have problems. And uh, white males are people like, like everybody else. Um, that could just be my opinion, but uh, I think it's relatively uh, on, on topic. And so we can also stress out. That's okay. We can have problems. Um, so when I when I when I acknowledge where I am, which is that I'm in a period of tremendous transition, and I'm also a father who's, you know, kind of overseeing with with my wife, you know, my kids' transition, and that's not easy. New job, new city. Yeah, it happens to be it's a beautiful place, and the city's great, and everyone's like, yeah, wait till it gets cold. But I'm I'm waiting till it gets cold, and I have a feeling I'm going to be saying the same thing. And if not, you know, it is what it is. Um, but when you have these these tough transitions, if you can be honest with where you are and you can just be like, look, man, like, you know, we are not in a place that is, we're, we're in transition and it's difficult. So that can allow you to have the peace of mind to say, you know what, I'm just going it, to, it's not so bad. When you're, when you're where you are, it's really never that bad at all, right? It's like, my kids are screaming, like, what's so bad about that? Like, really, it's nothing. It's noise. I go to the gym, I listen to loud music all the time. My kids don't scream they scream probably as loud as that. And I listen to really loud music, but like, you know, when I'm listening to loud music, I'm not complaining like, God, it's so noisy in here. But when my kids are screaming, like, you know, I just run to the, uh, run to the pantry. So I, the concept is when you, when you, when you pull into where you are now, you're able to deal with where you are now. You're even able to find the benefits of where you are now. You know, it's like, it's great. I have kids at home. Like, that's a blessing. You know, that's really nice. Um, 
if your client flow is not great, if you, if you, you know, so that that's a blessing also. You can go back to the, you can go back to the drawing board. I have a client that was working on a very, um, you know, an important, an important project and, and, and the opportunity kind of closed unexpectedly and great, good, you know, like, so that we can go back to the drawing board. Um, it, it, you can find a benefit to any situation you're in. If you have a business and you don't have enough clients, good. So let's figure out how do we get more clients. If you don't have a business, you don't know what to do. Good. So now you have the flexibility to build anything, you know, um, and, and, and when you don't know what you want, Right, so that's also good because then you can go out and do the research. It's it, it, meaning the point is that you uh, you can find any opportunity to either be a, an opportunity or it can be a horrific problem, and there's no exception to that. There's really no exception to that, and the only exceptions that you would find are exceptions that are outside of your wheelhouse right now. You're like, well, you know, if if I was sitting on, you know tons of money and had tons of opportunity, then I would be happy. The answer is like, well, not really, because there's a lot of people that are in that position and they're, you know, I think you'll find that the the spread of happiness would be just as, just as, as, as wide as someone that doesn't have that opportunity. Um, so when you recognize where you are and then you could just be where you are, then you can realistically start to build your next steps. Now, the fast, I read a great book by, recommended to me by a, a friend and a guest on the podcast, Hani Gluck, who it's called the, it's called something with Ted, the empowerment dynamic. And so it's a small book. I recommend it. I really like the fact that a lot of these books write their stories in, in an allegory so that it's not just like straight, you know, uh, straight, straight, uh, straight facts. But what the concept is that you can either be in a situation where you're upset and you're reacting to stuff, or you're in a situation where you are actively, um, you are actively figuring out what you want. So the, the empowerment dynamic, the way that we want to think is you have a big vision, that big vision then makes you feel a certain way. Again, flip side is also true. It's like when you feel like nothing's going for you, you can clue into how that's making you feel and it's usually not making you feel great. And then as I like to ask, you know, clients of mine, I'm like, well, how's that, how's that working for you? And it's like, well, not, not so good. Okay, well, do you, do you want to stay in that state? And people are like, well, how do I, how do I stay in that state? And the answer is like, well, you know, at the end of the day, you're in control of how you feel, right? Like you can't control the circumstances necessarily around you, but you can definitely control how you feel about them. And if you're feeling unempowered, so then just stop feeling unempowered. And then the, the crazy thing is if you start with what you want to create and you really get into that and not like the, the crappy vision where you're like, well, you know, I, I suck anyway, so therefore I might as well just kind of, you know, shoot for the, the, the low stars. And if you, you get in, excited about a big vision, you actually start to feel like lighter and fired up. You know, it's like lose, lose, you know, losing five pounds, that's not fun. You know, being able to walk around with a sense of, you know, being able to run, being able to have no no pain, you know, the, the sense that all your clothes feel great on you, you look great, you're really, like that already, I, I feel inspired by that. The fact that you have a business that's just like, you know, just like grossing money. It's just like there's money everywhere. And, you know, it's like you can just get a client whenever you want, people looking at you and they're they're thrilled and you have enough money to buy whatever you, you know, what like that inspires me. You have a big impact. You can have a big impact. So when you feel, 
when you're thinking about big stuff, it will translate practically to how you feel. And then once you start to feel a certain way, the next thing is baby steps, baby steps. Because a big goal, you don't know how to get there, for sure, because otherwise it wouldn't be such a big goal. But if you think about what would be the next step that you need to take, so then you always sort of know that. So that's the practical piece of everything. And, 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 and I know this sounds simple. It's deceptively so. Because nine out of 10 clients I work with, um, this is where they get stuck. And oftentimes they're so successful at a certain area of their life, they don't even realize this is why they get stuck, but this is always where they get stuck, is start with where you are, move into that experience of, of, of just acknowledging where you are, right? Take the shame away from it. That's a huge thing. You know, someone like me shouldn't have problems like this. Well, that's not true because <laughs> you you do have this problem. So like, be honest about it. Yeah, so <laughs> it doesn't matter that you shouldn't have this problem. You do. So like, you know, um, and, then, and then figure out what you want. Feel how that makes you feel. If it doesn't inspire you, that's not really what you want. That's a, that's a big thing. Like, I want to be a, a marginally successful parent. Okay, I want to yell a little bit less. Okay, so in my body, I don't feel terribly inspired by that. I want to be an amazing parent. Okay, that, that moves me a little bit more. I want to impact with my words. I want to be in control of my emotions. I want to be consistently at peace. For me, that is that excites me. That makes me happy. So, so as a result of that, right? I now have figured out I have a big vision. And the big vision is a big vision because it inspires me. And then the next step would be what's the baby steps? What's my next step? And so you have to think. If it's a health situation, maybe it's I need to get to the gym. Maybe I need to find someone to work out with. Maybe I need to figure out where I want to be physically, like where I want, you know, like what, how much weight I want to lose. Or maybe it's, I need to figure out how to cook properly or how to eat properly. Or I have to figure out what in my life is so stressful that I can't stop eating and, and, and address that. Um, baby steps are easy. I want to, I want to build a business. So it's really not that hard because when you take out all of the, the junk, it turns into math and it turns into people that have done what you've done before. So it's like, Finding someone that started a business, not hard. Uh, we live in America, lots of people. Um, you don't need the guy that started Google. You could find someone that started something a little bit smaller, a lot smaller. Because again, it's like, what's your next step? So it's like, you don't need to worry about $100,000 a month, a million dollars a month, $5 million a month. Like, you might want to get there, and that's great. But if you're making $0 a month, you just need to get to $500 a month. How many people know how to go from zero to $500 a month? You could probably find people. And the cool thing is they're probably already in your circle. And if you've taken the shame out of the fact that you don't know how to generate $500 a month on your own without the paycheck, and it's not like you're pathetic because you're 45 years old and you've never done something like this before, then you have no problem going up to someone and saying, hey, you know, you have a business, you got that first client. How did you do that? And then it just becomes a, a system of finding out how to do it. There's literally, like literally, and, and I've spent 
years and years and years of my life looking for the secret sauce. And the reality is it's the same <laughs> mayo and ketchup and some four, four spices that uh, everybody uses. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 with some minor variety. But uh, most people who have done most things follow a similar path. And if you can figure out what the path is just by asking someone, again, you don't need the Instagram fitness model to be your coach. Oftentimes you don't want them to be your coach because either they're coaching at too high of a level or they're going to charge you too much money or you, you, whatever it might be. Like you want to find your next step. So maybe find a friend that goes to the gym and say, hey, I hate working out. Do you hate working out? They're probably going to say no. And then you say, well, what do you do that you like? And then they'll tell you what they do. And then maybe you'll try it because you haven't tried something like that before. So it's within your hands. You know, I've never asked someone to buy something from me before. Okay, so go to someone that has a business. Have you ever have you ever gotten someone to give you their money for a service or a product that you're going to provide? They say, yes. You say, great. Well, like, what was that first time like for you? Oh, they'll probably tell you it was terrible. What'd they do? Well, they, they, they got mentored by somebody. You say, oh, cool. Could you teach me how to do this, like this small next step? So it's complete within your hands. So again, you know, I think this is incredibly important because coming off of and being in, entrenched in transition right now, it slows a lot of stuff down for me in life. And I still have the same desire to push hard, but that's not where I am right now. Right now, my pushing hard is getting the pieces together, you know, putting the books on the bookshelf, done that already, making sure the kids are happy, starting a, uh, a great position by meeting with the, uh, the people in my organization um, and, and, and getting clear on what their vision is, what they want talking to other people who have done my job before. Um, and that and that's great. And there's no shame in that. And um, the more that you're able to be present, the more that you will find that there's a tremendous amount of clarity in the present. So with, with that, I want to wish everybody listening a tremendous amount of success in finding their next baby step. Um, hopefully living a life that is much more present with a lot less shame and uh, feeling a lot better in the process. Thank you.